0: Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise and maybe even discover a great local business you love let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. My guest today is Judy Fox. Now, Judy and I met on Clubhouse, but we have actually had the opportunity to meet each other IRL in real life a number of times. And I'm so excited that she is joining me today because she is listed as a top 10 LinkedIn coach For 2021, in the Yahoo Finance, she is featured in Inc. magazine, CEO magazine, vid summit, social media marketing world, where I just recently saw her, and top 100 podcasts. She has over 18 years of experience in business development and sales, and she's developed the LinkedIn business accelerator method. So her clients are implementing this LinkedIn method to achieve more business and over 1 million content views in as little as 90 days. So folks you are in for a treat today Judy, welcome to the show
1: excited to be here I love the, your the name of the show the vibe so <laughs> well, <laughs> I was and,
0: excited to be asked <laughs> well and, and Judy I mean like like I said we met, on a social audio app, but we had the opportunity to to meet each other at some in-person events this year. And when I saw you, I mean, you had your little fox ears on. So I mean, very distinguishable. It's like, there she is. Um, and I asked you to join me and you said, yes. Yeah. So thank you so much, because you are such an expert when it comes to LinkedIn. And I think that one of the things that I love about LinkedIn is that it it feels like 2014 Facebook. You can still get good organic reach. People are going there to have conversations about business. Honestly, when I first started this podcast, that's how I found a lot of my, my guests was by networking on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a great tool when you know how to use it the right way.
1: I really love hearing that you're getting guests because of LinkedIn. Because the power of merging a podcast and LinkedIn together and doing both platforms, I'm just completely blown away by that, by the possibilities of that, how much that can be leveraged for the future and being visible for a very long time with your podcast and LinkedIn together. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, like, I think that, you know, you've been on, I think you said like over 300 podcasts, which is awesome. And with, you know, the, the power of voice, it does help you foster new relationships. Like I said, we met on clubhouse, You've been on a lot of podcasts. You, you've been doing LinkedIn audio rooms, so um, or LinkedIn audio events, right? Which one is it? Yeah, it's.
1: I mean, we can call them rooms or events. Okay. But yeah, yes. but,
0: but, but I mean, there's something powerful about voice and the way that it can move relationships along. Because I, I, I did say this, and I think that I wasn't. Maybe we were in the same room because I was talking about LinkedIn. So of course, I had to be in your room on Clubhouse. But <laughs> you know, we were talking in there, and I was like, I feel like if any social media platform. This was back before all of these social media platforms had their own, you know, audio option. we are kind of like, oh, who would be a good option to buy Clubhouse? And I really thought that LinkedIn made the most sense because it's, it's Clubhouse was like networking on steroids, you know? And, and it, it really made sense that Clubhouse could be purchased by it, but that didn't happen. And now LinkedIn-
1: control all
0: those things, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But the one thing I'll say about the power of audio and the power of clubhouse, and then of course now with LinkedIn launching an audio event feature, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn's like that solid moving ship that it is sturdy, it is stable. And the power of that is investing in a long-term strategy to create a show or an audience on there there's really so much power in that converting and doing it for a long amount of time versus worrying about the idea that you could lose a platform or that a platform can disappear overnight. Like we've lost other platforms overnight. yeah. And, and then of course that idea that you could always lose your account, the feeling on LinkedIn is different. It's yes. We're here for your whole career on LinkedIn. So we're going to last beyond that one post you make on any other platform. The platform on LinkedIn will literally move with you throughout your whole entire career. You want to pivot to a podcast. You want to launch a book. You want to create course content. You now want to launch an e-commerce business The world moves with you because they're following your career journey, not because you are a specific niche or a specific topic. And I think that's why I'm absolutely in love with LinkedIn. And I also just don't see that platform going anywhere. But if it did, that platform lives on in a way that says, I've made these certain relationships and I'll go connect with them on the next platform. Whereas I don't necessarily always feel the same way of other platforms.
0: So uh, let's backtrack just a little bit. why why LinkedIn for you? Because I know that you know we're, we're around the same age and I feel like a lot of people, you know in the the millennial phase, you know kind of were like, eh, for for LinkedIn for a long time, they're like, oh, that's just a place for to post my resume. I mean, I'm still trying to get my husband on LinkedIn. He's like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not looking for a new job. And I think that that is one of the biggest misconceptions about LinkedIn. So what drew you to LinkedIn?
1: Well, first I'll start. I was looking at college. So I attended college in the 90s. I graduated college in 1999. So I don't know if that gives you any range, but I'm 46. (laughs) So I looked at LinkedIn when I lost my job in the first economic crisis. So I was already 10 years into my career, and that's when I joined LinkedIn. So the power to me that LinkedIn held was in that same space that your husband said, which is you network on there when you need a job, right? (laughs) And since spending time on there, the biggest thing that happened to me was my kind of next, I don't know, what we call it, rock the boat moment in your life, where I ended up as a single mother almost overnight. Like literally in one week, I found myself having to drive a thousand miles, move back in with my parents, and run a business that I had already started during that time I was running my own business. I was running an engineering consulting business and I was using LinkedIn to network to those opportunities but I needed to take it to the next level. I no longer could count on having two incomes. I had to literally say, how am I going to make this work? Be sustainable and have a 2-year-old and be on my own and do all the things I wanted to do, buy a home, have a car, like have steady income. And I looked at LinkedIn and I decided I was going to do no other social media platform except for LinkedIn. And that was the power of that because number one, you can post content on LinkedIn. You could at that time start uploading videos on LinkedIn. That was right when LinkedIn launched native video uploading, which is a huge change for how the platform operated. And I don't think people understood that those initial videos would go so viral, like 80,000, 100,000, 200,000 views on some of my videos. And the power of that for business, if you can get that level of visibility, your business is gonna work. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you have something on the back end to sell, and you make a video that reaches two hundred thousand views. I
0: bet your ideal client's somewhere in those two hundred thousand views, for sure. And and I like too that you were like I'm just going to go all in on one, and then you know grow my business from that because I think that that is one of the bi- biggest misconceptions with social media. I'm that's for my job, like when I'm coaching someone, I'm like, okay, so you're on like every single social media platform known to mankind. You're on Reddit, you're on Pinterest, you're on TikTok, you're on, you know, I mean, like the list goes on, like, let's, let's scale it back and get really good at one or two. And then we can start adding in some more because it's hard to show up the right way on all these platforms, if you're, if you're just copying and pasting and, and it's not a copy and paste format for, for showing up. I mean, like the way you post on LinkedIn is different than you post on Instagram. And I mean, like one of the things that you talk about pretty regularly is LinkedIn newsletters and articles. And, and I, it's one of those features that you really can't utilize on Facebook or, or TikTok. It's something that's only on LinkedIn and it's a great feature for, for, for your profile page and a great, great way to be seen and become a thought leader. So talk to us just a little bit about LinkedIn newsletters and articles.
1: Yeah. So LinkedIn newsletters, because LinkedIn launched something called creator mode, it literally in 2022, LinkedIn launched creator mode. And what that means is they're now going to give you access to tools that they were only giving people who were considered LinkedIn influencers with the LinkedIn, uh, like Richard Branson, or I don't even know who has the blue button now because now it doesn't. I think it was, was. just
0: like Richard Branson because I follow him and I'm like, why do I follow Richard
1: Branson? I don't remember. Like- and Oprah Winfrey has it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of some other names, but you know, the big names were the only ones that could post newsletters. And so they gave access to just a very small group of people to this tool called newsletters. Everyone had access to articles, but not everyone had access to what's called newsletters. So with creator mode, if you turn that on, you immediately get access to newsletters. And why is that powerful? Because LinkedIn's giving you a delivery engine. And I think we all talk about I want to be seen or how can I kind of break through the algorithm or how we're kind of always navigating that on TikTok or on Instagram. And how can I make sure I'm showing up in somebody's newsfeed? The newsletter feature has three ways that it pushes your content out. So it's seen. LinkedIn's literally saying, let us give you an engine so you can be seen. No issues with the algorithm. You're not, you literally have an audience. So number one, LinkedIn sends it out to your entire audience to subscribe and gives them a notification saying, Hey, Judy launched this newsletter. You're going to want to subscribe. So that immediately converted about 20 to
0: 30% of my audience.
1: Wow. Then, That's, huge. Like, That's and-
0: huge. I mean, 20, to yeah. 30% of your audience. I mean, like think about that in terms of, how many followers you have. And it's like, yeah, I get excited when I, when I have an Instagram post that gets like 150 likes. I'm like, how many of my percentage of actual followers even saw this post? You know, Mm -hmm. that's a big number.
1: Yes. And then the next thing LinkedIn does is they send out an email to all of your subscribers with the whole newsletter right there. Mm -hmm. So if you have a link to book a call with you, if you have a link to your course, if you have a link to your YouTube channel, if you have an embedded podcast to play right there, it will show up in someone's email. Yeah, that's getting access to email coming out underneath the umbrella of LinkedIn delivering it. Therefore, it doesn't look like you're trying to deliver it. LinkedIn's trying to deliver it.
0: So, so with that, before we dive into to some more questions that I have on creator mode, do you still send out a regular email to an email list or do you just send it out to your LinkedIn subscribers? I mean, like, what if someone's on both lists?
1: I right now am just taking advantage of the LinkedIn power of that.
0: Well, you do have 40,000 followers. On, yes. on like
1: so I guess like <laughs> to take yeah. that, what you will. <laughs> so at this point, I have 12,500 people receiving my email, getting a notification, and it's delivering it to them in the newsfeed. So yes, when I launch a newsletter, I've been able to get anywhere from about 12,000 views because all 12,000 people are receiving it and then my last newsletter went out to over 30,000 people that read it. That's wow. 30,000 people opening up this newsletter. And the power of that newsletter is, like I said, you don't just get to say some facts or put a full newsletter, but at the bottom of a newsletter, you can close with a pitch, just like a brochure. You could have a bit of a um, ad subscribers have a pitch to close to say, Hey, do you want to work together? Here's a webinar, or here's a path to grab my recent course that I just launched. Mm -hmm. So you have a way to move the traffic. If they like this newsletter, there's going to be a number of people who will convert to do the next thing.
0: Yeah. Oh man. I love that. So This is only available in creator mode. I I have creator mode turned on on my profile. I I like creator mode. I know I'm not utilizing all the features like I should, like newsletters. I don't have the voice (laughs) thing in there or or some stuff that that creator mode gives you. But so if someone's listening right now and they're like, all right, creator mode sounds pretty cool, but am I a good candidate for it? Who do you think is a good candidate to turn on that creator mode?
1: Basically, I would say everyone, but that's me. (laughs) I would say if you're a job seeker or you're somebody who is trying to get back into the corporate space, maybe you don't need creator mode turned on. Maybe you truly want to have your connect button and be very connect driven. Whereas creator mode does turn you more into a follow platform. It turns you into the primary button will be the follow button. And that, I think that to me, to me, that is the number one thing I hear is my connect button is gone. I now have a primary follow button. You still have a connect button, but it's harder to get to.
0: Yeah. Um, you have to hit those three little dots and then yeah. choose it to connect. And it definitely makes it harder to, to go to the you know one-to-one kind of connection. Uh, if you have creator mode turned on, where like, I think my co-host on my NFL podcast follows me. And I'm like, James, just connect with me. And I don't think he understands how. So, I mean, like, I do think there's a little bit of a barrier. It. Yeah.
1: And I told, so I do have a corporate client that is senior vice president, a major company. They are not trying to, you know, be a small business or be an influencer. But they want to have creator mode turned on because they want the newsletter. So it's a balance between what I told them was, in some ways, change your mindset. People who follow you, you can have a task once a week for you or your team to check in on who followed you. And then you get to click the connect button. Yeah. To, if they were willing to follow you, I bet they'd be willing to connect with you. So just go down that list and connect with who makes sense for you to turn around and connect with. So it kind of puts the power back in your hands. You just have to do an extra step to see who followed you.
0: So Judy, if so, so, someone's listening, they're like, All right, I'm going to go ahead and turn this on. What are some of the other features that creator mode gives somebody other than the newsletters? Um, and I, I mentioned a couple other things there when I was saying things that I need to turn on. But what are some of the other features that creator mode offers that just like the regular professional mode does not?
1: I think one of the new things that I like is the profile picture. I think we, the power of your profile picture goes with you everywhere. We recognize each other because of our profile picture. What the creator mode turns on is it gives you a 30-second video in that spot. And it auto-plays. So it kind of catches your eye where you you're go to someone's profile. And the moment you land on my profile, that is going to auto-play a video. And you get a chance to say a lot in 30 seconds. So you can introduce yourself. You could... For example, showcase your product or your skills or give people, hey, here's how to get started our connection. That's how we can get to know each other. The other powerful thing is you don't just see that video on your profile. It moves with you everywhere you go. And it's like a little purple circle that goes around your head. So in the news feed, that will go with you and in the news feed, your follow button will go with you. So as people see your posts, they don't even have to click to your profile anymore. They can follow you directly from the newsfeed. Whereas if you leave the connect button up and you don't turn on creator mode, when you create content, you don't get an automatic like, here, follow Judy. If you liked this post, LinkedIn's pitching people to follow you.
0: Yeah. and I, Well, that's why I kind of li- like to think of LinkedIn as 2014 Facebook. Like it's trying to help people more people be aware of who you are without having to to pay for it. So, yes. um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I haven't paid for any advertising. I haven't boosted a post. I I mean, yeah, I mean I've thought about it cuz I'm like, well, I want even more views, but then when I look at how many views I'm getting, I'm like, do I need to worry that, you know, I have a 40,000 person audience and I can get content to go to 40,000 plus people?
0: So with that, Judy, I think that, you know, it's definitely incentivized me to, you know, do a couple of those things that I had been putting off. (laughs) Um, The video is huge because it does make you stand out. You stand out from the crowd. For those of us that maybe don't have 40,000 followers, and maybe we have like 40 because we're new to LinkedIn. We're just getting off of, you know, the Facebook bandwagon. And we were like, let's give this LinkedIn thing a shot. What would be some, uh, maybe two tips that you'd give to somebody that's brand new to LinkedIn so that they can start to grow, not, not just their follower count, but grow their business?
1: I tell people to create a list of favorites. I always say, when you think of who do you want to engage with, go out and collect about 10 to 20 people who you would list as your favorites. However, you have to connect with people and go like and comment on people Wait, who are saying I have to be social on social media. <laughs> <No. Yes. laughs> but I'm not telling you to do it for everyone. But the 10 to 20 people you pick, they cannot be ridiculously huge. They have to be people that would naturally also turn around and like and comment back on you. So maybe you pick people at thousand followers or people who are a little bit ahead of you or people who already know you in real life. Mm -hmm. Like if I see you commenting and me commenting back on you, we know each other. So it's not weird for you to think, yeah, I'll like, and comment back on Judy. I kind of know who she is. So people sometimes will start with these you know, I guess we'll point out Richard Branson again. I would love it if Richard Branson knew who I was, but he's probably not going to know if I comment, he's probably not going to be like, let me comment on Judy's next post. That'd be awesome. So find those 10 to 20 people that will be reciprocal. They have to be active on LinkedIn. They don't have to be crazy viral. But they have to be people that you would be willing to like and comment on them, and because of your energy and how you support them, they're willing to be liking, commenting back on you without forcing them. There's no forced engagement because then that just gets awkward.
0: <laughs> well, and you know that's a great tip, and it's one of the the tips that I give for for Instagram too. Is like find people that are just a little bit ahead of you that you are like I'm in alignment with the way that this person. Presents their business or the way that they teach things. And, you know, a lot of times uh, I'll have people say like, well, wait a second, why would I want to be like supporting another competitor? And it's like, well, there, trust me, there is enough business for all of us to, to to go around. But I mean, one of my friends, Carol, she I, she commented on one of my posts because I she saw the, a live that I did. And then I went through through and checked her out. I'm like, oh, okay. She's pretty, she says a lot of same things that I do. So I liked and commented something back girl and I are like planning to have a a meetup and when she, and have her come to Denver now, I mean, like, because our relationship has grown just from commenting on each other's posts to moving into the DMS. She's been on the podcast now. I mean, like, it's amazing how those relationships can form. And I mean, like now she's over a hundred thousand followers. And, but the time when she and I started our connection, she was at, you know, like maybe 10,000 followers. So, I mean, You never know how relationships can grow. And it's great to have somebody that's just a couple steps ahead of you. That's in your corner.
1: Yeah, my, I had a boss one time say, look for the bees. They have brains, energy, and enthusiasm. And I like what you also said. We're more than the current follower count. And we are more than the current title that we have. So you're either you're, we, we don't know who you know from the past and who you've ever worked with. And so when you try to just judge somebody really quickly and be like, no, or, oh, they're my competition, you have no idea if they're in the middle of pivoting or if they have some other take on the platform than you have. So I've collaborated with a lot of other LinkedIn experts, and I absolutely love that because I don't have the pulse of every part of everything. Like, I love focusing on people who have a podcast or who have... A small business, and I don't necessarily work with these major Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 companies that other clients are hiring for LinkedIn. And I have my space, and they have theirs, and then we can collaborate really well together. But it's okay to know your space. Like, yeah, I mean, if they wanted to hire me, but I don't market to them. <laughs> yeah, no, no,
0: I'm not going to turn you away by any means, but. No, you definitely have like a clients, typical clients that you work with, and so I think that that's one of the the best tips is to reach out, look at other people out there, start engaging with their posts, and with anyone that's new to LinkedIn, with their profiles. I, I think this is one of the biggest mistakes is people kind of just toss no, up. We, do. A, we just toss it up. Yes, it up. <laughs> toss up, toss up a, a bio or a profile, and they're like, all right, where are the leads at? So talk to us just a little bit about how you can set your your LinkedIn profile up so that you are open to those those sales opportunities.
1: I want to first. So, yes, number one, we sometimes have to start messy and we have to start imperfect. So anyone that's done that, there's no shame. Go for it. I'm glad you did it. And realize that some of the things I want to connect the dots between Instagram and TikTok and, the, and YouTube and the way that you are very intentional about reminding people to go to LinkedIn bio or you're, you're moving traffic, right? I see that all the time. I'll see people say on TikTok, like, reminder to follow or a quick um, check out the link. That's where my resources are. The same thing on LinkedIn. Go out and create your content, and don't just leave them hanging with you know <laughs> the question to get them to go to the likes and the comments. You get this one spot right there to also have a moment or in the video where you can say reminder: check out the rest of my resources and give them something specific to go find in your profile. At a minimum, if that's all that you did was update your profile to give them one resource, if you have an opt-in. If you have a podcast episode, if you have something that's living on your profile that gives them something to go do, you can connect that and create a circle. So your goal is evaluate me, please evaluate me, please, because you're not going to get any leads if you don't tell them to go see what else you offer, see what your program is. Um, Not everyone's going to take that action, but there's a percentage of people who will, they'll see your content and they'll move over. So my top tip for doing that is a new feature that LinkedIn just gave us, which is now they give you a link at the top of your profile. So right below your headline, you get to say who you are. Hi, I'm Judy Fox. And <laughs> You get to write LinkedIn, LinkedIn Business Accelerator. You get to write, you know, you know where I'm talking about with your headline, your title. Right below that is now a link that you can drive traffic to an opt-in, your website, your calendar, your podcast, wherever.
0: And I would tell people to go click on that link. That's a great tip. And I think that it's something that every everyone can start doing today. So whether you need to start engaging with those 10 people you know that are a couple steps ahead of you but still in alignment you know adding in that that link to your header tell people where to go you know how can they learn more from you what what is it the the action that you want them to take from visiting your page that, and don't discount the importance of newsletters it sounds like a great way for you to really get good uh, open rates and good click through rates to so using this linkedin newsletter as opposed to you know, maybe doing it the traditional way with with having people go to a landing page and sign up for your lead magnet and then you send them their weekly email. You can have this newsletter uh, go out from LinkedIn and hopefully more people will open it up instead of just skimming right on by it. <laughs> Judy, I can't thank you enough for coming onto the show today. You shared a ton of great tips. you're all, you're speaking all over the world, lady. where but where can people find you if they want to connect further with you online?
1: best place is LinkedIn. (laughs) So if you want to find all my socials, you can go to dot com And that's the easiest place to find me. And yeah, I have found that LinkedIn is the number one place because we can engage We can follow each other. I do follow almost everybody back. If you're a legit person, I immediately will follow you back on LinkedIn. I think it's a great place to be reciprocal. I'm not trying to be, I don't know what to call it, but yes, you definitely want to use that platform and be there with each other. So
0: 100% and that final thought on this, but I definitely agree. Like LinkedIn, people are going there to have conversations. They want to go there to network. It's not just about the likes. It's not just, you know, I mean, people are going there because they want to talk with others. So Judy, thank you again so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley, or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.